afternoon. I'm back at the Bunyip with Sarah Gilligan, looking back at Gawler's history through the pages of our wonderful paper. Hi Sarah, so what's the news for this week? Hello Jeanette. So 150 years ago, the Bunyip reported on a runaway German wagon. So the article says, Our main street was thrown into considerable alarm on Wednesday afternoon by the bolting of an empty German wagon from Duffield and Coe's Mill, the three horses racing along Murray Street at a frightful pace. On going up the rise near Finnis Street, Mr Saunders, with admirable courage and dexterity, sprang into the wagon while it was passing his shop, but failed to secure the reins. But he succeeded in putting on the brake and thus stopping the wild carrier. Fortunately, no accident resulted from this common practice of leaving horses with but a guide. So it's, it's your usual horse drama and yes, 150 yes. years yes. ago. There were a lot of horse dramas. Yeah, sounds like then. it. Yes. I guess, you know, when animals have minds of their own, yes, you yes. can't fully control them. No. Far more dangerous, actually, than motor vehicles. You wouldn't have a car that mm. I'll go for a drive all by myself. Exactly, <laughs> and just go for a sprint through the main yes. street. Yeah. I wonder what a German wagon, I guess it was a particular style of wagon. Must be. I'm imagining something from, like, a Western movie for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duffield's Mill. Yes, that would be the mill by the river. Yes, the where the Salvation Army yes, is now. Yes, yeah. yeah. Near the bridge. Mm. So quite a dangerous incident. Yeah, it sounds like it. So what was happening 100 years ago? So 100 years ago, the paper printed a story about burglars at Williston. So the article says, During the early hours of Saturday morning or late on Friday night, the general store of Masters Coombe & Son at Williston was broken into. Mr T Coombe had himself securely locked up the premises at about 10.30pm and retired to his house adjoining the shop. But early on Saturday morning, Mr Coombe was up and about and on passing the back door of the shop, he noticed it to be a little ajar but concluded there was no one in there. On second thoughts, however, he opened wide the door and, looking at once, observed that burglars had paid him a visit. <laughs> so this is Mr Coombe, is the father of Coombe, the editor of The Bunyip. Oh, how fantastic. The shop, I believe, is now the Gawler Bookshop. Wow, And fantastic. Helen Hennessy is writing a biography, of course, of Ephraim. Yeah, so he was editor of The Bunyip. Oh, fantastic. And, yes, so Helen Hennessy's writing a biography about the Queens. I wonder if this features in the biography. The... Yes, I wonder. Yeah. Yes, but she'll be interested in that. Yeah. So, so yes, that's an interesting story because it's mm. very much about the fabric of Gaul and the Coons were a very important family in the foundation of Gaul and Gaul society. Mm. So, what was happening 50 years ago? So 50 years ago, a story with the headline, Gawler Silos Filled with Victorian Wheat, featured in the paper. So it says, a continuous stream of trucks arriving in Gawler South to unload Victorian wheat into the Jeffs Brothers' silos near the railway station has intrigued local residents who are conscious of the fact that there is a gut of South Australian wheat. The manager of William Charlick Mile End, who owns Jeffs Brothers, said his firm was deeply concerned at the necessity of having to purchase wheat interstate. He is Mr Graham Keane, who said competitors were buying wheat and barley at cheaper prices from interstate under Section 92, which is a free trade between states. The prices paid were from 20 to 30 cents less than the controlled wheat board price and enabled them to undercut prices of feeds by up to $9 a tonne. Ah, that would have been very bad for the South Australian wheat industry. Would have been very bad, and it just goes to show that that local message wasn't as much around back in those Mm. days. Mm. 
It's interesting, there were reed silos that go south of the main station. Mm. I wonder whereabouts they were. Mm. I can't think if I can picture them. They must have been no, pulled down. Gone, yes. Yeah, yeah they certainly weren't around because we lived very close to the station. Mm. So. You definitely noticed yeah. them there. Probably where the car park is. I don't know anyone that lived in Gawler 50 years ago who I can you ask. You can ask, yeah. Yes. So it was happening 25 years ago. So 25 years ago, a merger was on. So the article says, Kapunda and Light Councils are poised for amalgamation following approval from the state government. A proposal to voluntarily merge the two councils was proclaimed last Thursday, paving the way for a March 1 merger. The decision has ended 18 months of ongoing negotiations and community consultation. We had a story about this earlier, a couple of months ago. Yes, we did. for this, so... So yeah. it obviously had gotten approval. I didn't realise it was so... Like, when I think of Kapunda and Lai merging, mm. I thought it was, like, much longer time ago. Yes, yes, I didn't know it was that recently. Yeah, yeah. Because I've got research to do, which is in the Light Council area, but I have to now go to Kapunda to do it, which is... a oh, bit of a drive. bit of a drive, <laughs> considering what I'm looking at is Kangaroo Flat, which is six miles from... Six kilometres, sorry thinking back in terms of the research I've done, mm. it's six kilometres from Gawler, mm. seven kilometres from Gawler, but I've got to get a panda to... Get the research. Out. Yes. So it isn't always a benefit. <laughs> Not a benefit to me anyway. No. <laughs> and I guess that's why Gawler Council is moving so strongly forward with yes. the boundary reform, because yes. areas like Hewitt are two minutes that way. Yes, and people use Gawler services. Mm-hmm. So people from the Kangaroo Flat area, of course, do everything they gone to Gawler Library, they mm. shop in Gawler. They're not keen to drive to Kapunda to, to use their, their resources and facilities. There. Yeah, It's a mixed blessing, I guess. Mm. So what's happening 10 years ago? So 10 years ago, the Bunyip reported on honour boards being back on display. So it says Gawler's RSL honour boards are back on display at the public library after they were controversially removed from the town hall foyer last year. The Gawler Council was criticised after taking down the boards in July without consulting with the local Return Services League branch. However, what has been described as an amicable meeting between Council and RSL members earlier this year has resulted in the boards being relocated in the recently refurbished library. Well, it's a little bit of history, really, that mm. should be preserved. I'm surprised they would remove them mm. because it is town history and those names, also family history, so a lot of people... For them, it's a start looking for their family history, finding the names. I guess, you know, council probably didn't realise, but then have done the right thing by returning the boards. Well, I guess that's it for this week. That's all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Yes, we'll keep cool. Yes. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye, Sarah.